Okay, buddy, looks like we are live. Welcome in, latest episode of that SEC podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bratton. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter. And I'm joined, as always, by my cousin Shane, who goes by Big Orange Vowels on Twitter. What's up, yo, Tizzy over? Hey, buddy, what's going on? Oh, man. Just when you think there's nothing to talk about, they drop a... Nuclear bomb of college football excitement on us, Shane. Late last week, EA Sports releases the uh, the upcoming college football game teaser trailer. I wanted to go live right then. I think you were at work or something, but yeah. uh, heck, we're, we're just going to do it here. How's that sound? Not going not to be a lot of work done when that game comes out, Mike. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> Now's the time to start building up those PTO hours because you've got a, you got a French a dynasty to run. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. So I, I thought it'd be fun, Shane. And again, this don't uh, don't throw Shane under the bus because I'm the one that put this. Shane likes when I do these lists so yeah. he can sit there and just critique them so the fans can get mad. But don't get mad at Shane. Get mad at me because I've got a list, Shane, of the top 25 players from the SEC ranked on the upcoming college football game. So this is me projecting a little bit, but... I think I nailed it. I think everybody's <laughs> going to be happy with this. How, how's that sound? Absolutely, man. It sounds great. And, 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 you know, speaking of that that game, that's the list I keep seeing around. It's like, well, who should be on it? You know, there's – I think right now, if it, you may – don't quote me, but I believe Deion Sanders is right mm. now the favorite to be on the new – uh, the new NCAA game. One of the guys I saw online, he, he suggested instead of, you know, how we have Madden for the NFL, that we should have Saban for college football. So it'd be like the Saban 25 or in, instead of Madden 25, you know, something along those lines. I, I, mm. I think that Saban should get some sort of recognition. But again, there's 11 years of Heisman candidates and winners and that didn't get the opportunity to get on this, uh, on this cover. So, Hey, I'm ready for any kind of list, list you want to throw at me today, Mike. What about uh, – I'd like to see the Pirate somewhere yeah. on it, like in the game, on the cover, however they got to do it. Give me the Pirate. Give me the Goat. Pirate and the Goat put together. <laughs> that, that's that's my ideal cover. Well, I, I think it's great, man. And and they did uh, a, a, a little teaser, but I would like to see some, some of these old clips of coaches talking and things like that because, I mean, this is – say what you want, man – we we played this last NCAA for four you know eleven years yeah well some of us did and then and you know it's a part of your history it's it's a history so these these younger kids when they get on there they can be reminded of maybe some of those great coaches that are no longer a lo- uh, around with us so yeah I. I I think there's a, a lot of cool stuff that they'll be able to interact with the games, and I hope they I hope they don't fumble it, man. I really do. I hope they don't fumble <laughs> this damn thing. Change Madden and just put college football jerseys on them, you know. I'd be pissed <laughs> off. <laughs> well, don't – Let's not get negative, Shane. We just got this great news. You're sitting here crapping all over it already. But, yeah. hey, we'll get to that in a minute, Shane. We also got a couple other news items around the SEC and and one that really went uh, kind of viral late last week, Shane. I don't know if you saw it. I'm going to play the clip here. This is Texas AD, someone we got to get to know. He's been in the Big 12. He's coming to the SEC. The AD, Chris Del Conte, gave a like a State of the Union down there in Austin late last week. And he gave an update. He was asked, you know, are we going to be playing 
Texas A&M every sing, single season. Here's what uh, Texas AD Chris Del Conte had to say about that. Are we going to play A&M every year? That is the goal. That is the goal. I know we're playing this year at our place, and they'll come back the following year. Um, we know that, uh, that, that it's important for us to play that rivalry. For those that are a little older, Arkansas is a major rivalry as well. And I, I, those that lived through the 60s and 70s for Coach Broyles and, and, and DK, uh, you know, Daryl Royal to, to retire on the same day in 1976 in our stadium is awesome. And to replay that, those two, um, so that, that, that game will be an annual game. Obviously, this year it's going to be played on Saturday. My goal is that we move that game back to Thursday. Uh, um, but uh, obviously, it was just the first year of trying to get in. We have eight games scheduled right now. We're working on going to a nine-game schedule, but we have a ways to go that. So I would say this year we have an eight-game schedule. The following year we have another eight-game schedule. Then we'll look at uh, going into a nine-game conference schedule. So that's that. Next slide, please. All right, Shane. So the two things there that stood out, of course, the fact that, uh, you know, he says the SEC is working hard toward moving towards a nine-game schedule. Yeah. And I saw this reported right after. I mean, people just assumed that he said, hey, we're going to a nine-game schedule. He's, he said it there. They're, they're working towards it. Nothing's been finalized. But that's seemingly at a, an annual offseason debate we have. Eight games, nine games. What in the world are they doing here? But clearly seems to me that uh, they are, are looking to, to go to that nine-game schedule. What, what's your thoughts on that, Shane? Because I've, I've kind of been all over on this one. I thought nine was the way to go. Because you get to keep games like Texas, Texas A&M, Alabama, Tennessee, Auburn, Georgia. You get to keep those annually if we move to nine games. But Dave Bartu, our, our buddy CFB Matrix, he's kind of flipped me back towards eight. Because if we go to this nine game, what's really going to happen, Shane, is there's going to be teams that, I mean, obviously somebody's got to lose these games. Mm-hmm. And what it's going to result in is fewer SEC teams that make the college football playoffs. So what is more important? Do we want more playoff berths or do we want to keep these historic rivalries? There's no wrong answer, but uh, I, I, th- I just think it's interesting that that clearly we're trending towards a nine-game model after they've not been able to get that done for five, six seasons. Well, I, 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 think, I think nine is great for fans. I think nine is great for just – locals you know at your stadiums and and these local businesses and you know not having to throw in a UTC or something like that you know it's going to be less (laughs) of that Uh, don't be surprised you know in four or five years if we're not okay yes on a non-game SEC but everyone else is either a Big Ten or you know one of these ACC teams because eventually that's what it's coming down to is a couple of power conferences now are some teams going to get left out? No, Mike. We got a small sample size of that last year when Florida State, undefeated, beat LSU, did not make a college football playoff. So are we going to keep an SEC team out because they lost to another top 10 SEC opponent? No, that's not going to happen, Mike. These conferences are going to realize – people follow the SEC. What we're doing – don't think they're not having the same conversations up north and to the west of us and east, you know. So I, I'm not worried about that. But I just think when the dust settles, this is better for us that have to, you know, to kind of keep some of those key rivalries, but more importantly, have great games every single Saturday. Right. And I, and I think what this should clue us all into, Shane, is that if they 
I don't think they're going to go to a nine game until they know for sure how the playoff is going to be seeded, how they're going to pick be picking those teams. And right now, the current format is supposed to be five power five champs mm-hmm. and at larges, right? Yeah. And they they want to do away with that. So that that's where I'm getting at. I if if Sankey had his way, he'd have twelve uh, at large bids, and, and that's where we're getting. If if we're going to a nine game. We're going to get more at large because yeah. he is not going to sacrifice SEC teams not making the college football playoff because we got these extra games. Mark my word on that. Yeah. I, I think we're getting a lot closer to just a full out. We'll just take the top 12. Yeah. We don't need Coastal Carolina and Liberty and all due respect to those teams. They they do not belong on the same field as a 10 and 2 SEC team, even a 9 and 3 SEC team. Hell, probably an 8 and 4 SEC team. Get those I don't care how many <laughs> wins Coastal Carolina's got. It that does not impress me. You know what? No, absolutely not. But I I do like with the 12 team format letting one of them in. Maybe two. You know what I'm saying? It's like we 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 saw Cincinnati a few years ago, uh some of these programs <laughs> that that just sneak up, they're undefeated and they always say UCF, another one, you know, they they still carrying around the rings down there. It's like, yeah, let's let them in. Let's let them play one one week with the big boys. Yep. Uh, all right. Oh, and one other thing, Shay. This is this was just too funny not to share. But this was a screenshot from that Texas State of the Union. Mm-hmm. They threw up a, a map of the entire SEC. I throw it up here, and what stands out, Shane? What went viral? I mean, they they give you know <laughs> you know massive logos to to you know Florida, Georgia, Alabama, Auburn, and then the state of Texas, ninety five percent Texas Longhorn, and this baby tiny Texas A and M down there stuck in a little old college station, and they say this ain't a rivalry, Shane. Oh Lord, I can't I can't wait for it. You know? Oh man, I. I how awesome! I, don't get me wrong. I love, I love the Egg Bowl. It's, it's always been one of my favorites, right there at Thanksgiving. But having Texas and Texas A and M playing that same day, brother, that would take it to a whole new level. So I really hope that happens. Uh, do you have the clip where he was talking about? I, I think it was on. Uh, uh, he was talking with Billy Lucci. Did you hear that one? Uh, coach, uh, uh, coach was talking to him, and he says, "Hey, just put the football down. I don't care where it's at. You know, you knew Coach was going to say that. He don't care where it's at. But I think if you were to really get the the true answer, absolutely prime time Thanksgiving, having that damn football game, that would be awesome. Right, right. Yeah, I apologize. I don't have the clip, but basically what Shane's saying, Del Conte said it there in the clip. We want that A and M game on Thursday on Thanksgiving." like uh, it has been in the past. So we'll see. But I think Shane just know these two, and, and I don't know the history as well as many others do in that state, obviously. But if Texas wants it on Thursday, that tells me A&M wants it on Saturday. And we're going to fight about this for another 10 years. You know what I mean? So uh, I, I don't care when it's played. I don't I don't care when. And, and that's basically what Mike Elko says. I, yeah. I don't care either. Just put the damn ball down, and we'll face those those guys because we, we got to get this game played. So, uh, yeah, we'll we'll work out the details at a later date. But uh, trust me, they're gonna be they're gonna be opposed on on what day and what time and what kickoff and all. They're gonna be fighting the whole way. You know, what? it's so fun, man. It's it's it, this this whole 
monsoon of Texas and Oklahoma coming over, you know? It's just mm -hmm. slowly, slowly crept into my feed, you know? And now it's <laughs> and maybe because I've engaged with it more, I'm I'm seeing more of that that burn orange and, and the sooner talk, you know. But I, I love it, brother, because they're they're a very passionate fed base and uh they're gonna fit they're gonna fit in well here at the SEC. Yeah. All right, Chase. So hey, not a not a ton of news. I don't I don't you know we came here for the main event, Shane, ranking the top 25 players in the new. I They're not even called it NCAA. This smart, Shane, I didn't realize this. They're dropping NCAA from the title because they don't want to be associated with that. So it's nice. EA Sports College Football 25. So I figured why not rank the top 25 players from the SEC How's that sound, brother? We should drop the NCAA. That's uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I cleaned up here, Mike, in case I, they got to pull me into court, you know, and I got to testify why they are bad to the Tennessee balls. But yeah, no, let's let's see that top twenty-five, Mike. And just a little caveat here, Shane. I, you know, it's been a while since this game's played has come out, but a lot of people think uh, you know they their teams loaded with ninety-nines and all this. The way I remember it, Shane, they they only put like one or two guys in the game every year that that had a 99. Yeah. So I just wanted to say that because I don't have a single 99 overall rated player. My highest is, is a 98, and we'll get to that in a second. So bear with me here on the rankings. I, I tried my best to, to nail their overall, but I think where I really nailed it is where they ranked in the SEC shade. And I'm going to go if this was your brother playing a game, this is the top-ranked guy in the game, Shay. But I'm giving up 25, number 25 best player in the, the SEC on the new video game. Barry and Brown, receiver for Kentucky. He's yeah. probably going to have 98 speed, 99 XL. And that's why I say the flying Hawaiian would, would draft him over and the best quarterback, quarterback in the game. <laughs> <laughs> but Barry and Brown – he may not be one of the best receivers in the country, even though he's he's getting there, but he's an elite kick returner. Yeah. It's just the, the all-around attributes that Barry and Browns, he's going to be a dynamic player that if you're a Kentucky fan, you're going to be getting Barry and the Brown the ball as often as possible in this video game. You know what? Well, you're right, and he's going to be exciting and electric. So what is his overall? Did you give him? I gave him a 90 overall. 90 overall, man. But special teams, he'll be a definite 99 and, uh, and, and, and we get to see, we got to see a little couple flashes of this in the last year, you know, it's just finding different ways to get him the ball in space. Very electric. I, I love, I love this pick start out the gate. Yeah. And, and hey, shout out Jackson. He says, Hey, can, can we play against Mike and Shane when the game comes out? Yeah, We're yeah. trying to figure something out. Like I want to do like a tournament or something like that of, uh, you know, podcast listeners play against us. We got the headsets. We could talk. And I mean, I don't know the exact how we're going to do that, but I think that'd be a, a hell of a good time, don't you? Yeah, man, I'll have to get my kid to show me how to do this Twitch thing, you know. Maybe we'll get on there and, and light it up, drink some cold beers, and, 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 you know, watch you guys get your ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how about, uh, hey, back-to-back -back Kentucky for me, Shane, the 24th best player in the SEC on the upcoming uh, EA Sports College football game. I'm going to Maxwell Harrison, defensive back for Kentucky. Had a ton of pick sixes. It's going to be one of the most uh, under-the-radar pro prospects, I think, in the entire country. Unless you're a diehard Kentucky fan, you know all about Harrison. But I gave him a 90 overall as well, one of the top 
playmaking defensive backs in the entire SEC. So back to back Wildcats here, Shane. Yeah, are we are we just doing Kentucky today, Mike? Come on. <laughs> I got I think one more on the list, but yeah, no, this is not I, just a Kentucky. I was gonna list. say he he should be a little higher up the list, I would imagine. But okay, yeah. All right, how about uh, number twenty three, Shane? This. I just threw this guy on the list for you, Shane, because he's gonna he's already broken out. He had a career year last year, but he's back for more. Missouri receiver Theo Weiss, Shane. I'm giving him a 91 overall. Yeah. Arguably the top uh one-two receiver combo in the entire country with Luther Burden, who you better believe he's on this <laughs> list. We'll get to him in a minute. But I, I'm giving Theo a 91 overall, Shane. Did you uh, did you think about putting him up a little higher? I, I mean, because this is a guy that really took off toward the end of, the, of last season, you know. I mean, uh, we're just talking attributes, you know, something about Madden if you're doing a franchise. Some of these guys, they excel, like they move on quicker than the others. Do you think that Weiss is one that you could see a higher rating, you know, at the end of next season? Because I do. I think there's. I think they found a, a diamond in the rough here. Yeah, year two in Kirby Moore's system, Brady Cook asserting himself more in year – Technically, it's you know it's like year three for him starting, but year two in this system, I think you got to believe that the coverage is going to be shaded to Luther Burden. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna open up for for Theo Weiss to have. He may have better stats. He's I don't think he's better than Luther Burden. Yeah, but I, he may have better stats because the defense be so concerned with Luther Burden if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. All right, how about uh, number twenty two on my list, Shane? Nazir Stackhouse, defensive lineman from Georgia. Come back for another year. Could have went on to the NFL. And, uh, you know, this is this is why the dogs are on top, Shane, because they're loaded on the offensive and defensive line. And they got another one on this list. I don't want to ruin it just yet. But uh, I'm giving Nazir a, a 91 overall because I think he's one of the best defensive linemen in the country. God. And it seems like a recurring theme for the Georgia Bulldogs there in the front. So, yeah, I, I like this one. This is another guy, ton of talent, could have went pro will go pro, uh, eager to see how he performs this year. Yeah. Do you All think right, he's how about happy? This? Would you tell him mm -hmm. he's 91 if he was sitting in your living room right now? <laughs> he's a 99, <laughs> I tell him to his face. I tell him he's a 99, you know what? That's right. <laughs> All right, how about this one, Chad? I think you're going to like this one. But uh, I'm giving – used to play for Alabama. Now he plays for Texas. Isaiah Bond, transfer receiver. I'm giving him a 91 overall. Another speed yeah. demon out there. Another toy for Steve Sarkeesian to plug into his system. He was probably the best receiver on Alabama. I think he's the best receiver on Texas roster now. So they're they're calling him 007 down there, Shane. Isaiah Bond, who I believe he's got a brand new Ferrari or Lamborghini or so he, you know, more power to him, but he's a 91 overall in my rankings. Oh man, he hasn't drove under 91 miles an hour since he got that thing. Uh, I, I will say, is 99 spectacular catch? You know, so they got a they got a hell of a receiver there. They got a hell of a quarterback to give him the ball. I think he really, I think he takes a bigger step down there with the Longhorns just because of the amount of passes about to come his way. Yeah. Uh, now, how about this one? I, I know you're gonna like this one, Shane, because this guy's I think is one of the more under respected players in the entire country broke out last year number 20 overall trey harris receiver for mm -hmm. Ole miss i know we're all excited about juice wells i don't have juice wells on this list shane and coming mm. into last year we thought he was maybe the best receiver in the sec and he may still be but because he was banged up because we haven't seen it 
and he's not played in this this offense. I'm giving the nod to Trey Harris, who we have seen in this offense, made some spectacular plays. He was a standout for Ole Miss last year. So give me a 92 overall for Trey Harris. So Juice didn't make the list at all. Didn't make no. the cut, Shane. Damn. This, yeah. this list is about production, not potential. <laughs> oh, I don't know, man. I don't know. How can you talk about him being one of the best receivers and then say, you know what, he don't – he ain't even top 25. Get him the hell out of here. I think you're right about Trey, and I would make an argument that both him and Juice should be in the top 25 because the fact if they're both on the field at the same time – we saw it with South Carolina. You know, all of a sudden you're keeping an eye on Juice, and then all of a sudden here's Leggett out of nowhere. So, yeah, yeah I, I think sometimes that's going to overshadow. He doesn't have to do it all like he's had to in the past. So, But at any rate, I still like – uh, I still like Trey in the top 25. Yep. And this was tough, Shade. I mean, there's only so many spots to go. We got a lot of good players to talk about. So I, I'm going number 19, Shane. Someone you need to get on your radar here. Billy Bowman, mm -hmm. defensive back, Oklahoma. I'm giving him a 92 overall. Could have went to the NFL, came back for another year. He was uh, first team all Big 12. I think he's going to be one of the more dynamic Defensive backs in the SEC next season. So can't wait to see Billy Bowman with that SEC logo on his chest. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> hey, shout out Wesley. He just gave us five bucks, Shane. Thanks for sending me the koozie, Mike. Go Vols. Go Thanks. Vols, Wesley. Cousin Wesley coming through. <laughs> yeah. And we got some. Let's see. Oh, yeah. We got some Vols on here. Don't worry. Don't worry, Wesley. They're coming. Number 18, Shane. Let's go break the Gators' hearts. I hate to do it, too. But Trevor. ETN, outstanding running back, now at Georgia. Yeah. One of the more explosive running backs in the country and someone that, quite frankly, I don't think he got the ball enough in Gainesville, Shane. Now he's getting the ball in Athens. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he's he was already respected as one of the best players in the country. But I think with a more dynamic uh, quarterback and offensive line, I think Trevor ETN is going to explode this year. Yeah, I was starting to see a lot of these videos, you know, talking about one thing you've not been, you know, 11 years ago, you weren't worried about losing your best running back to to Georgia because he got a Dodge Charger, you know. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to have to start worrying about that now. So, uh, new place, new home. I think the, the reason he's going to be a lot higher is because he. It, I'm not saying he'll be the only cat in the backfield, but he will be a focal piece. And uh, I think Georgia's really been missing that, you know. I think – I'm looking back at, at the years of Nick Chubb and Sonny Michelle and, and, and all the great running backs to come through down there in Athens. It's like, man, and I'm not saying that they weren't down there this year, but that dude wasn't there, and ETN could be it. So, yeah, I like him on this list. Right, yeah. I mean, when they're winning championships, you know, players like Cook stand out. Yeah. You know, I mean, so many so many big-time big, big -time player playmakers down there. They're Solid, but not spectacular at running back. I right. think they could be back to spectacular this year. You know, who also is spectacular, Shay, number 17 on this list, Will Campbell, left tackle, LSU. He's been starting since his true freshman year. He's now coming into his junior season. So we got to give some more big men some love here, Shane. I'm giving him a 93 overall, and he's going to be the blindside protector there for old uh, Garrett Nussmeyer. Absolutely. We, we could have just done all – offensive line and I would have been happy Mike because <laughs> you're right they don't get enough respect but this one is one of if not the best in the business and uh there's a reason that NFLs can't cannot wait to get their hands on him 
Shout out uh, Michael Weaver. He says, uh, aware, I think he's talking about ETN here. Awareness <laughs> rating 17. He ran out of bounds against Missouri late. <laughs> I love how we could we could throw these guys under the bus when they leave. Yeah, you know, they they ain't worth nothing. You we know were what? making room. <laughs> <laughs> All right, AT, uh, how about number sixteen? Shane breakout last year is one of the best pass rushers in the SEC. Shout out! We give some love to them Razorbacks. Shane landed Jackson on the defensive line, giving him hit a ninety-three man. overall. The hit bad. Hope he's down at SEC media days again because we could use us a bodyguard. You know what, Shane? Absolutely. I'm telling you, man. This the pictures don't do it. I say it every time because until you're your shoulder to shoulder, well, you, you ain't shoulder to shoulder. If you're shoulder, you're standing in a chair if you're next to this big old bastard. No, he he is very intimidating. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. As particularly on the field, Shane, with these offensive linemen. So now we're into the top 15, Shane. Another transfer. We're, we've seen him excel in the SEC, staying in the SEC. I'm going Walter Nolan, defensive yeah. lineman, used to be A&M, now Ole Miss. Big reason why that Ole Miss uh, front can be significantly better this year is because of big old Walter Nolan, who I, I think he was arguably the biggest pickup in the entire transfer uh, portal this offseason. Yeah, I, I, obviously I do. Coming off an injury, you know, I, I made Doc a few points. Kind of, I mean, hell, you took – Juice completely off the list, but uh, I am I am interested to see how he bounces back. And uh, but if he stays healthy, always been a force up front. Yeah, uh, how about uh, staying in Ole Miss, Shane? Number fourteen, Jackson Dart, Ole Miss quarterback. Some people probably say this is too low, ninety three overall. I think Jackson Dart's poised. You know, we have people on. I think it was Barrett Salee last week. Shane said he's got Jackson Dart as the best quarterback in the SEC. Hearing a lot of talk of that, I don't quite have him as that on this list, but wouldn't surprise me a bit. Third-year starter in uh, running Lane Kiffin's system. Jackson Dart, he's got, he's got to be in a top 15 list like this. Yeah, I I, I, I could put him higher. and uh, Because he has a lot of attributes a lot of these other quarterbacks don't have. And, you know, he's been through a lot. It hasn't been an easy road for him, but he's proved it. I mean, he's went to work every single damn day and, and maybe one of the toughest, if not the toughest guy on the football team. So, yeah, I, I, I like Dart here. I wish he was a little higher. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> he deserves to be. What what attributes? <laughs> Let me ask you, Mike, because, to I mean, it's tough. It's tough to be a 99, and there was something on your list that kept you from moving him up. What, what, what attribute do you think he's maybe he could improve on to be – the best quarterback in the SEC. I think he's got to show up in, in bigger moments and in, in big games. Okay. Yeah. And I, and I particularly think Alabama games, Georgia games and Hill, that's, that's a critique you can make of any player because obviously it's, it's much more difficult when you're going up against those teams. But if you want to be considered the best of the best of the best, Shane, that's what these guys, the, those are the moments those guys step up. And I've not seen that yet from yeah. Jackson Dart. He's he's kicked ass in a lot of games, but there's other games where he's he's come up a little bit short. And again, maybe that's more about his sporting cast. But here, hell, we're saying this is a playoff roster, and, yeah. they're, and they're headed to the playoff. We can't. There's no more excuses anymore. You know what? Yeah, because there's going to be those coin toss games. You need him to to t because I've seen him do it. Hell, he did it when he came to Knoxville, and we were watching <laughs> it. You know what I'm saying? Just take over a game. Right. So it is possible. Cotton says uh, his eye paint. That's what's holding him back. That weird <laughs> eye paint. <laughs> oh. 
All right, how about uh, number 13 on my list, Shane? Michael Williams, another Georgia defensive lineman, linebackers, hybrid type. I'm giving him a 94 overall. He's one of the most disruptive playmakers on the defensive side in all of college football, and I feel bad even putting him this low on the list, Shane. It's just the matter of fact, Shane, we're just at, loaded with talent in the SEC. So Michael Williams, I got him 13 overall. Do you think there's some boys on this Georgia roster that would be over, not you know, that would make a top 25, but maybe overshadowed by a couple of these dogs they got up front there? Absolutely. Yeah. And, hey, that may cost you, you know, a, a year of production somewhere else, but what they do down there, they got a machine, obviously, where they, it's like plug and play. Yeah. And one guy goes to the NFL, and guess what? Oh, his backup may be even better. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's just the machine they got down there. So if you want to get you uh, national championships, SEC championships, and become a draft pick, I'd rather <laughs> uh, get developed down there in yeah. Athens just about anywhere right now. You no, know what? iron sharpens iron. I get that, you know. But sometimes you get lost. I, I think I love it. You know, how big of the season he had with Mizzou, and then all of a sudden, I mean, he was he had a great year, but he didn't have a, you know, a, a season that we thought he would, mainly because just too much talent around him. Right. All right, how about this guy, Shane? I think he's criminally underrated. He's one of my favorite players in the entire SEC coming in next year. Number 12 overall, Dion Walker, defensive lineman of Kentucky. I think he's like six foot seven, three hundred thirty pounds, and uh, he don't look it. He looks like he can jump over a Buick over here. So give me a ninety four overall for Dion Walker. I th- I I love this guy. And if, no, if, I, this is not meaning to be offensive to Kentucky, but you know if Kentucky got more love, more respect, more, more national attention, I think he'd be a household name by now. No, this is those attributes is exactly what he'd have. Like if I was creating myself on this video game, you know, like you know, this is this is the mold I would have, and I would be a a, a top ten dude, you know. So yeah, I I I love this. This now that and I he is getting a little bit more recognition, and and mainly with you, Mike. You you know, you've mentioned him in a couple of shows, so I, I. People are going to be tuning in and see what this guy's all about because you better believe uh, the the NFL talent's looking at it. Oh, yeah. Well, hey, we, we keep getting this guy's getting mentioned in the comments. Shane, number 11 overall on my list, Kelvin Banks, left tackle for Texas, stud lineman. They haven't had a, an offensive lineman, Shane. I, I don't know exactly what the stat is. I think it's like 2009. Yep. I don't think they've had a, a first-rounder on the offensive line. Well, their next one's going to be Kelvin Banks here. Blindside protector for Quinn Ewers, giving him a 94 overall. It's, I, I felt bad not putting him in the top 10. I'll, I'll be quite <laughs> honest with you, Shane. But number 11 all, overall, that's pretty damn good. Oh, yeah. I hope he sees your ass in Dallas. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you had me where? <laughs> One of them Spencer Rattler moments, you know? <laughs> yep. All right. Now we're into the top 10, Shane. I know you're going to love this one. Number 10 overall. Brady Cook. Yeah. Let Brady Cook over here. 94 overall. He can do it all. Really caught fire last season. He was just such a dynamic playmaker. And, uh, you know, this This is a guy that, uh, let's call it what it is, Shane. A lot of people were ready to move on from yeah. him. But this is a case for, you know, letting players develop, putting them in an ideal situation. Players around them elevate. Give me Brady Cook, the number 10 overall player in the SEC on the upcoming college football game at 94 overall. I like it. I like it. And it's it is funny. You talk about the road, the path to this point right here, Mike. There was there was a time last year 
and myself included, was like, hey, let's see what the backups got, you know? And then all of a sudden, he caught fire. And when he did, he never looked back. And this is one of those guys, those types of dudes that when you're like, hey, man, we need a freaking drive right here. And you look in that locker room. You got a you got the whole group of of SEC quarterbacks. You're gonna. This is one of the dudes that you're looking at, saying, "Hey, man, get us there," because he has that in him. He has that in his DNA. So, yeah, this is a this is a big move, man. He probably went from what seventy eight to ninety four in one season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of those where you're like, "How did that happen?" You know what I mean? How did I miss this blue chip? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right, we're in the top ten. Number nine now, Shane. Quinn Ewers, Texas quarterback. Yeah. Can't wait to see him uh, playing nothing but an SEC schedule next season. He torched Alabama's ass in Tuscaloosa, giving him a 95 overall, Shane. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see what kind of production he has, obviously with the schedule ramping up, but also given the fact that a lot of his playmakers off to the NFL now. Now they've completely – restocked with transfers like Isaiah Bond and uh, Amari Nightblack, another Alabama guy tied in. So I, I'm not worried that he's that he's not going to have weapons, but you just never know if guys are ready to be plugged in and, and, yeah. and ready and the chemistry with the new quarterback. But if Texas does special things this year, it's going to be because Quinn Ewers realizes that just his incredible, incredible talent like we saw against Alabama. Well, and this is why people are so high on Texas coming into this season because, yeah, th- there is some question marks, but there's also a lot of dudes that are NFL talent that are playing on Sundays here sooner than later. So, yeah, uh, this is just another piece of that that cog, you know, or cog in the wheel. But uh, I'd love to see the other quarterback room. <laughs> did you like? Did you throw one on Arch? Just curious. Just like, <laughs> is he like an eighty-two? But is more is, is more else down or whatever? I did. I didn't want to. <laughs> I didn't want to be mean, Shane. But I, I, for a brief moment, I considered ranking the guys that are going to be the most overrated on the game, <laughs> and I was going to put Arch on that list. Oh, but okay. I didn't do that. I didn't do that list again. I, I, I don't think he's a bad player, but right. I just think he's overhyped. Just based a little. On what, just a little. I got. We you. know nothing about him on the college That's field. Fair. You know what I mean? That's fair. You know his daddy is though, right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how about this one, Shane? Number eight on my list, Danny Stutzman, linebacker, Oklahoma. They all thought he was going to the NFL. He got huge NIL deal, so, hey, more power to him. He's coming back to anchor this Oklahoma defense, heading into the SEC. I think he's one of the best players in the country. Danny Stutzman, linebacker, 94 overall for them Sooners. I thought Oklahoma didn't have any NIL money, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I think it all went to two players. That's the problem. <laughs> I wonder if there's going to be an NIL budget, you know, for each each team. I wonder that's that's a weird, you know, concept, but it's a part of college football these days, man. Yeah, no doubt. And I don't know if you've seen the video, so you need to look it up. Danny Stutzman and the Boz, they did a, like a commercial for when he was coming back. It's it's pretty pretty awesome. <laughs> the you you got to familiarize. Yeah. <laughs> I'll check it out. <laughs> All right, how about number seven, Shane? I love this guy. I think he's criminally underrated. Shamar Turner, defensive lineman, Texas A&M, 95 overall. I know losing Walter Nolan was tough, but yeah. I would argue Shamar Turner is even better than him. So I, I think this was a critical piece for the Aggies to return this season. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. It's it's he's one of those guys like at the start of last season, you knew no everybody knew Nolan. It was a household name. But at the end mm-hmm. of it, you're like, wait, okay, yeah, that hurt, but it could have been this guy, you know. So absolutely. This is for Texas A&M to hit the ground running, they're gonna have to they're gonna have to hit the trenches, and this guy is the trench, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so <laughs> you're gonna go the other side if he's over there on the left. <laughs> yep. All right, number six. I know you're gonna love this one, Shane. James Pierce, defensive lineman, yeah. Tennessee. I, th- I think he's got the potential. You're, you're already hearing the buzz that he's gonna be the top defensive prospect for the 2025 NFL draft. A long way to go between now and then, but he really broke broke out last season, completely dominated Iowa in the bowl game. Yeah. Uh, and a case could be made for him to be number one on this list. And I wouldn't wouldn't have much too much to say about that. But give me a 95 overall for James Pierce with uh, just a massive, massive ceiling he's got. Absolutely. And and everybody knows it. This isn't a guy that's under the radar anymore. I mean, toward the tail end, I think I've listened to five, ten minutes of how great this kid is. You know, a lot of times it's the same thing over and over like Groundhog Day, but it's well worth it and well-deserved because he is a freak athlete. And uh, where'd you have him overall? I got him uh, 95 overall, number number six in the SEC. Number six, all right. That's big. That's big for Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, Hey, shout out uh, Glowman Mike, Shane. He says, bring back Cousin Shane's walks with the top 100 Historical moments <laughs> in the SEC. We, hey, when it warms up, maybe we expect you to be hitting the pavement there, brother. Yeah, I mean, I, I think last year I made it to 60s, I want to say. I mean, it was a good run, Mike. I've not quite hit 100 yet, <laughs> obviously. But I think uh, over the three years you've been doing it, you may have collectively hit 100, maybe. Maybe, maybe. I, I, I got really good at cheating there for a little while. And I and I get – that's why Florida fans are, like, all pissed off because they're like, I know this – bastard didn't do third that's the one thing i didn't cheat on but uh but yeah i was going out i was <laughs> I told yeah, you my, didn't sweat enough that day yeah no I, I just yeah i didn't have enough i got i'm not going to do that bet ever again but the 100 days the 100 walk that will be kicking off big orange walks uh the third year this this is the year I, i'm feeling lucky mike i'm feeling good hey yeah we hey, believe cousin you. zach coming yeah. through yeah yeah, appreciate you, Cousin Zach. Ten bucks donation. Who do y'all think's last longer in the SEC? Brian Kelly or <laughs> Vanderbilt? I mean, I would have forever said Brian Kelly is not going to last that long compared to a freaking program that, that was a founding member. But I don't know. The way things are trending, I, I think Brian Kelly's got a longer life than, than potentially Vanderbilt in this conference. God, how upset were they when they heard they're going to a nine-game SEC schedule? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I appreciate you, Zach. I th- I, if you're a Brian Kelly fan, I, th- I think you you got to be excited. Oh, hell yeah. All right, how about number f- – we're in the top five, Shane. This is this it. This could be controversial. Oh, we're, but we're I, beyond that, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe all the disrespect this man gets. Give me Jalen Milrow, Ooh. Alabama quarterback – 96 overall. Hell, Shady finished sixth in the Heisman vote. Now, do I think from start to finish he was the sixth best player in the country? No, I do not. I think he got that Bama bump, Shane. And, and you know, it is what it is. You get, you get, you know, you win the SEC, you're the quarterback of Alabama, you get that bump. But I just started to think about it, Shane. Games like the Georgia SEC championship game. I mean, he, 
He's a big reason why they won. And he made the the throw in the Iron Bowl. So, I mean, of course, because he was a quarterback, they were in that hole. But let's overlook that, Shane. I think Jalen Milrow playing for Caleb DeBoer is going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the country next season. Jalen Milrow, give me 96 overall, top five player in the SEC. Wow, man. I'm trying to figure out if you hate Nick Saban or if you're just looking for redemption here. Because I did not, Mike, I did not see this coming. Now, I want to be crystal clear here, Mike. Is this what you're expecting the overall attributes to be? Or are you saying this is what it should be? You know, I'm just, I'm trying to grasp here because that's what people are going to say. Is, when, when, when the game is in our hands. Yes. These are, this is how the rankings will look. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Okay. So, cause you're not, you're not sitting over there and saying, Hey, He's a better quarterback than Jackson Dart. He's a better quarterback than yours. You're not saying that. You're just predicting what the overall attributes will be when this game is in your hands. All right. Yes, sir. All right, I'm just I'm putting a little asterisk because they're coming after you, Mike. This one's <laughs> going to be a, a controversial one right here because I I agree with you to a, a certain level. I, I, I think the fact that he, he'll probably be – one of, if not the fastest quarterback in the league, you know, so that's going to bump your overall. And, and and there was some big games he shines. So I, I think overall I could I could get behind that. But there are a few things that he's not as good with some of these others and a reason potentially they lost to Michigan. And I'm not putting all that on him, but I'm just saying there's a reason he's not a 99. So, right. yeah, I, okay, I'm I'm buying into it, but slowly. I got to be honest with you, Shane, and maybe because I was trash in Alabama for nine consecutive months, but there was one quarterback that scared me the most when he threw a damn rocket last season in the SEC, and it was Jalen Milrow. I mean, he's got – I don't understand people say he can't throw. I mean, he's got the best Not deep it, ball, yeah. you know, accuracy and, and all this. I mean, he was hitting them, you know, time after time after time. Uh, but I I see what you're saying. I mean, yeah, hell, they they lost the most critical game of the season, and and Nick Saban went out in disgrace. Yeah. Not really, but you know, <laughs> yeah, but I, I I get the criticism, but we can't just look at one game. I think people are just looking at the Michigan game, and then they're just trashing the the 13 games that came before it. Yeah, no, I get it, I get it, and I never I he was one of the most electrifying quarterbacks last year. Not, maybe not the, I'd say Jane Daniels is, was that guy, but uh, you, you just knew you had a shot if he was your quarterback. And, and I get that, but I will tell you early in the season, I was like, man, we got to pull this kid or Alabama is just going to, they're going to burn down there. So I, I, right. I could go round and round here on it. And, and he is another good redemption story uh, talking about how he ended the season. So I get why he's going to be high coming into the season. I think I really he really won me over, Shane, when he played LSU. Yeah, and maybe that's not fair because uh, you know he was going up against LSU's defense. But Jaden Daniels, that was a good game too, and that was one of those where it was just a classic two elite quarterbacks going head to head. And Jalen Milrow had a hell of a lot better game than the guy that won the damn award. So yeah. we, I'm not saying he should have got the award because of one game or anything like that, but when you that was nationally televised. It was back and forth, and one guy just dominated, and it was Jalen Milrow. Yeah, no, I get it. That A&M game got me. Uh, I, I think, you know, that was that was when he grew up, 
in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but at any rate. And that's why we were clowns the following day. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> or a lot of makeup for that one. <laughs> All right, we're the top four, Shane. Speaking of LSU, didn't go as, as planned last year, but I'm giving it to Harold Perkins, linebacker LSU. I still think he's one of the best players in the country. Give me a 96 Overall for Harold Perkins, and please, God, let's just utilize this guy as he was meant to be utilized, and he will live up to this potential. If we just put him in coverage for uh, 80% of the game, it's going to be a disaster again. But let's let's hope and pray with Blake Baker as our defensive coordinator. We'll know how to utilize one of the best players in the country. (laughs) Yeah, it's like like eating cereal with a fork, you know? It's like, can it be done? Yes, but... Wouldn't it make better sense if we just used a damn spoon? That's what he is. So, yeah, let let's let him cook, man. Because when he was in his element, he was feared uh, among that offensive side. So, yeah, I think Perkins takes a big step because that's what you come in, new defensive coordinator. You say, hey, let's get this. Let's make him the focal piece of this defense. Right. All right. So the top quarterback on my board chain, number three overall, Carson Beck. Georgia Bulldogs, 97 overall. I think he's uh, going to just gonna have a one hell of a season. He may win the Heisman, Shane. Year two as a starter, year two in Mike Bobo's system. They've loaded up on transfer weapons for Carson Beck, and hell, he already had a lot of weapons to go with. They're going to have a stout offensive line. I think Carson Beck, if I'm circling one quarterback right now in the SEC, it's probably Carson Beck, and there's many other good options, but – I think he's the he's the top on my board in terms of quarterbacks at ninety seven overall. Yeah, no, I, I I like this, and I think one of the things again convincing him to come back. I, I think there was some conversation. I wasn't there, but I, I would imagine there was some conversation to say, "Hey, let's let's play some offense." You know what I'm saying? Let's 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 cut this thing loose because I believe that hurt him a little bit when they had opportunity to lay it on thick with some of these teams, they didn't. So uh, expect Beck to, to get a little bit more active back there, which I think is, is exactly what the fans want. Especially with that $300,000 vehicle he's riding around. (laughs) 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 Oh man. All right. Number two on my list. I'm sticking in Athens shade. I, I love this guy since the day he hit the field. He's one of the best players in the SEC. Number two, Malachi Starks, safety, Georgia, 98 overall. I think this is another guy that uh, he's probably going to be a top 10 pick. He's going to be one of the top defensive backs Kirby Smart's ever had to work with, and that is saying something right there. Malachi Starks, number two on my list. And it's a shame that I I'm I'm know who the other one is and and I think these both should be 99s. So uh, that's that's my statement. The fact that 98 is not good enough tells you how good this kid really is because he's 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 dynamite. Will be dynamite and he he'll be playing. He'll be he's a future Hall of Famer, Mike. If all plays well, he stays healthy. This this dude's wearing a gold jacket one day. Yep. So. I think people are in the comments. They already know who number one is, Shane. Luther Burden, Missouri receiver for me. I hesitated giving him a 99, but I, I give him 98 overall again. I don't when this when these games come out, Shane, they very rarely give out 99s to my recollection. Maybe they maybe they'll be a little bit more free with that grade. i to me, I feel like a 99 is reserved for, you know, someone that dominates, wins a Heisman or something like that in the rare instance they've returned. Like a 
like a Johnny Manziel, like uh, Bryce Young, players of, of that caliber, Peyton Manning. I know he didn't win the Heisman, should have. But, uh, you know, the elite of all time, and I'm not ready to put Luther there just yet. I, hell, I'm saying 98. It's not like I'm totally disrespecting him. But I got Luther Burton as, as the best player in the SEC. I think he's the best player in the country. So 99 is reserved only for those once-in-a-lifetime talent guys like I don't know, Luther Burden, you know? <laughs> oh, no, no doubt he's going to be a 99 when this game comes out, brother. Uh, just a, a human joystick. He's exciting to watch, and uh, I can't wait to see him next year. He makes the team better. Just being on the field, it, it takes multiple defenders keeping an eye on him, and that's what opens up some of these other kids that had great games last season. So, um, Luther is 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 a, a diamond in the rough, brother, and uh, definitely deserves the the ninety nine. But I think he'll settle for the ninety eight. I just hope I hope he's at a media day so I can bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, like Roger Davis says here, if Brock Bowers came back, he'd be a ninety nine. I hundred percent agree with that because uh, I mean, what that guy lose two games in his career, and from the moment he hit the field. You could argue he was Georgia's best offensive playmaker. Well, and yeah. He's he's probably going to be a top. If he did play tight end, and that's not to be disrespectful to tight end, but, you know, if he was if he was a receiver or something, like, I, I think he'd go even higher in the draft. But mm-hmm. I think he should be – if I was picking him, in the, he'd be a top five player. You know what I mean? But they always elevate quarterbacks and left tackles and all this. But I don't know if there's a better overall football player in the country last year than Brock Bowers. It's a shame there's no special teamers on here because you know some kicker's slipping in. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, a lot of guys didn't make the list, Shade, but yeah. uh, I've seen a lot of Nico comments here. I Again, this to me, this list is about what have you done. Yeah. And I know Nico's looked good, and he's won a bowl game and all that. That's great. And he, he probably will be on this list by the end of the season. If, if he lives up to the hype, hell, he's – Probably a top ten player in the SEC, but he he's got a he's got a lot to prove. Mm-hmm. Even to the most diehard Vol fan, I think would have to admit that. I mean, we we're not just handing these these ratings out, you know what? Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. I mean, <laughs> I'll have them ninety nine before the season's up. You know? <laughs> any any players come to mind that that you th- wish I didn't? I mean, I I one that that I really wanted to make the cut was. Uh, Jarquez Hunter at Auburn. Yeah. You know, he was he was right there. Uh Juice Wells, we talked about him. Tyler Booker, offensive lineman, Alabama. He he just missed the cut for me. Uh Tate Ratledge, even though you you hate I don't his hate dad's, him. I, not him, yeah, his dad. Okay. His dad in the sticker. That's what I was trying to say. Uh he just missed the cut for me. Um, any, any come to your mind for you? Hmm. No, I mean, I, I I argued Juice. I just I really thought he should have stayed up there. Um, but other than that, I mean, you're it's it's such a – there'll be a lot of 88s. You know, there'll be a lot of 87s. There'll be some of those guys, a handful of them at the end of the season, we're talking about how the hell did we miss this cat, you know. <laughs> Where did Cody Schrader come from? You know, it's just like right. we're going to have those dudes that become 98s and whatnot. But when this video game comes out, I think they're going to base it off what they've seen, like you said. And it's tough to do that for kids like like Nico. I mean, yeah, he's had one game and a handful of part-time play, but uh doesn't mean he won't be. It's just it, it, they're going to have to prove it first. Right. And another one I thought about, Dylan Sampson, Tennessee running back. But, again, 
I think he could be on this list. He should probably should be by the end of the year if he stays healthy and he's Tennessee's number one running back. Yeah. He may be top five in the SEC in rushing something crazy. Hell, he may lead the SEC in rushing for all I know. But again, he's not he's he was number three last year at Tennessee. So yeah. I'm not I'm not just throwing him on a list like this, if that makes sense. I, but again, I think you could throw a dart in George's locker room and, and land on a few of them. You know what I'm saying? So, no, there, there's there's going to be there. I love because like when you you listen to NFL players talk about it, like when the Madden comes out, they're looking at their their ratings and stuff like that. You know, they know they know what it is, but it's it's going to be cool to hear that from the kids that played video games their entire life. You know, actually getting to play with with their well, I don't want to say it like that. Uh, you know, to <laughs> you know what I mean. Like get the I know what you mean. All right, that's it. <laughs> hey, one other thing I thought was pretty interesting that we that we haven't had a chance to talk about real quick, but South Carolina made an interesting hire, Shane, when uh, Justin Step, tight ends coach, left for Illinois. They hired none other than Sean Elliott, who was the offensive line coach under Steve Spurrier. And, of course, was the interim head coach after Spurrier, let's call it what it is, he quit, kind of like in the middle of the season. And then he's been head coach at Georgia State, which Shane doesn't like to talk about for obvious reasons. But the fact that Shane Beamer, able to get an active head coach, who I didn't even realize this, Shane, they started spring football, Georgia State did on Monday. Mm -hmm. And then on Wednesday, Sean Elliott's hired at South Carolina, so they had to cancel spring down there at Georgia State. But – that's a big time move, Shane. For you know, this is someone that Shane Beamer they like to say "Welcome home" when they land yeah. a commitment or sign a coach. But th- that's exactly what this is because Sean Elliott, he, he's got family there in Columbia, never left. Mm-hmm. Now he's get to now he he get to be reunited with them, and it's it's just a wild state that we're in where active head coaches are leaving their jobs to not even be a coordinator to be a tight end coach. Yeah. At South Carolina, what what was your thoughts on all that? I, I thought that was I thought it was wild. It kind of caught me off guard there at first. Uh, I love if you've never seen the guy, ton of energy, ton of passion. I mean, he's going to electrify that locker room. He's going to be fun to be around. The kids are going to like him. And uh, I just I don't know. I thought it was a I thought it was a flex, man. I mean, you, you did lose a couple of coaches to be head coaches elsewhere. You got rid of this this guy. Maybe it's a bad apple. Who knows? But what do you do? You go out there and you hire a damn head coach from a program that's going to be playing a lot of Power Five teams this year. You know, so I, I think this was a I think this was awesome move for a big get for South Carolina. Right, and he's got experience being an interim head coach if they need it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh. The- <laughs> Bobby Petrino Bob. hire here, isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, I think you're absolutely right. The fact that they they were able to lure this guy to South Carolina, I think that is a flex by, yeah. by Shane Beamer and company. And you literally could not have done any better because you're getting a guy that's popular with the fan base. He's got a wealth of experience. He's he's pr- quite frankly he's probably overqualified yeah. for the position. But that's that's what it is in big time football, Shane. Where you're we hiring these guys that. Uh, you know, come with with a wealth of knowledge, and that's just life in the SEC. Shane, we're able to attract these these types of guys that uh, you know, quite frankly, other conferences they they don't they can't touch us when it comes to stuff like this. You know what? Mm. Just like this show, Mike. You know, they, they see people like Paul Feinbaum on it, and they're just like, "How the hell did Mike attract them <laughs> over there?" 
<laughs> That's where all our NIL budget's going. <laughs> <laughs> all right, buddy. Hey, you got anything else uh, before we hop off the line? Uh, no, man. It was good to catch up with you. Um, uh, a lot of people keep asking where I'm at. Uh, I've got another another week, uh, and then I'll be back full time. So uh, just just hang loose, spend some time with some family. Gonna be off the grid, just you know, getting that beach bod ready. That's what I've been doing, Mike. You know, slimming <laughs> down, getting ready. Afraid they're gonna push me back out in the ocean. They see me like a beast whale, you know. <laughs> uh, but no, I'm gonna I'm gonna be partying all week uh, next week, and then after that, it's time to get to work because we got spring practices cranking up soon. Yeah, we got a lot coming. So a lot of guests lined up, in studio guests too, getting all that set up. So. Yeah, we, we got some changes coming. The show's not going anywhere or anything like that, but we're just trying to make it better and better and better each and every time out. So we do appreciate you. It's the middle of February. Tuning in for a college football show. Can't say thanks enough. And if you haven't already, please like and subscribe the video and give us a, a five-star written review on Apple or Spotify. And we'll send you a beer koozie free of charge. We got all 16 SEC teams covered. We do that just as a way of saying thanks. And it really helps us out if you like and subscribe the video. So we appreciate you, especially those that showed up on the live show. We'll catch you on the next one. <laughs> See you guys. Go balls. Yeah. Par parole ends. Shane, it's a mess. Short, someone said short sell little Debbie's got it. <laughs> hey buddy, this beer's for you, Mike, and cousin Shane. That SEC podcast loves the pirate, and the pirate loves that SEC podcast. Hail State.